0: gentlemen welcome back to the unscripted wrestling podcast i'm your uh i'm your host daniel hummer and i'm here with my uh big brother Dougie. You. Yeah. and of course the always lovely and adorable eric is here
1: oh thank you how are you guys we're how doing really
0: week? good no clinics tonight which kind of pisses me off because i put a couple uh of picks on my list on purpose to to tick him off
2: yeah uh well, I mean, it's his mother's birthday, so Aww. no,
0: it's fair. I'm just, I'm, I mean, Jesus. I hope Clint is having a good time. I don't. I'm,
2: I mean, I we him. we took the night off a couple of weeks ago to have the birthday dinner with our mom. I mean, and Clint likes his mom, so <laughs> I like mom. <laughs> but uh, unless he interrupts the show.
0: We're here to talk the top ten least favorite pro wrestlers of all time. We're here to be dickheads today. So for yeah, the people that... We're
2: never here to be dickheads? Well, I think you're always clocked in, but
0: uh, <laughs> me and Eric, maybe a different story. For all those people and all... Not really fans, more people in the industry, wrestlers. We might have even had a couple on the show at some point. And I'm not throwing shade or talking no shit. Oh, but if you don't like the armchair quarterbacks or you don't like us talking about what we don't like in wrestling and us being critical and shit, turn off the fucking podcast right now because that's all this episode's going to be. And honestly, I don't give a shit because I, I pay – you know how I feel. I pay my hard-earned money. I'm here – we do a podcast on it. We're here to talk about it. Yeah. And you can't always suck everybody's fucking dick. So, I'm here to fucking say the things I like, things I don't like, and we're here to shit on some stuff tonight. So, that's what we're going to do. Uh, our top 10 least favorite yep. pro wrestlers of all time. Uh, Dougie, you want to start?
2: All right. My number 10. He's always His theme song says he's here to show the world, but I'm here to tell the world how big of an asshole he fucking is. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Here, here's the thing about this cocksucking butt fucker. okay, you know I think that his work in the ring is overrated I know like he's had flashes of brilliance and all that but to be honest with you he hasn't been good since the Survivor Series thing uh no he hasn't. Alright. And technically that was a moment that, you know, Sting had and he just happened to be in the ring. So Yep. And you know, Dolph, I know like they say, oh he's got crazy ability, he's so good in the ring. Nope. Uh <laughs> and he just he has not been good since like I said, since 2014, you know, I think his selling is overrated. It is.
1: <clears throat> I I used to be a big Dolph and Griffin, and I think he's overrated. Me too. And now, well, the thing
0: about Dolph is he's overrated and underrated at the same time. And that's how he's always been. Yeah. it's Because the people that love him, it's like, all right, he's not that great. But also, like, he's been probably one of the most underused talents of all time. Right and one of the most kind of fucked over yep. guys, and he's lost way too much, and like he has not always been booked to his full potential. He's kind of been treated like shit by the high brass. So he's a bit underrated, too, because he, to me, Dolph has always had more to offer. And when you give him those big moments, like that Survivor Series match that I've referenced on the show before, and you give him the big moments like Cashin and on Del Rio, he's proved that he can deliver. So I, don't, I do agree with your pick. I'm not, I'm not saying oh, it's a bad and, thing. And
2: here, here's the thing. All Let right, me try to I'm also kind of judging by also the reason why I dislike them a lot is because of outside of the business. All right, I think Dolph Ziggler is a piece of shit. Yeah. All right. First of all, with what that penis has been inside, I'm surprised the damn thing hasn't fallen off. Jesus of All right. Trisha Paytas. There goes Tammy Stitch. Amy Schumer, I mean Jesus. Or well, I
0: mean, yeah.
2: Uh, you know, Nikki Bella. Uh, we'll get there. But I, he just, he just seems like a scumbag. Uh, okay. And, well,
0: and listen, this is our. There's a reason I didn't put worst in this list. There's a reason I didn't put like. Worst workers. This is our least favorite wrestlers. Yeah. So this is your criteria. This is your list. If he's one of your least, if you think he's a shitty person, then that's why. Then, then do
2: you? I mean, I put but, him at number ten because, of like, I do enjoy like some of his matches. I have kind of enjoyed. I like the ladder match he had at TLC 2014 with Luke Harper. Yeah. Uh, I like I, the
0: latter match he had with
2: Miz. Well, and that's the thing. His stuff with Miz was really good. Yeah. I mean, that also might have to do with the fact that Miz is a friend of his. Yeah. So.
0: I think the issue with him comes from, His promo-wise, I think his voice really hurts him. And I'm a guy with a weird voice, with a higher pitch, like, kind of nasally, like, off voice, especially to be doing, like, podcast, radio, or anything. So I get his pain. But somebody that, like, he's got such a whiny, high pitch, like, so when he gets really passionate, like, even when the stuff with The Miz was going on, and he was, like... Like, and he's like, so go ahead, like, it's like about his career and shit, and it's a really good speech, and it's emotional, and the crowd's into it, and I'm sitting there like, oh my god, this guy's fighting for his life here, but the way he's, like, just saying it, it's like, it sounds like he's bitching, you know, right. it just sounds whiny, it sounds like, well, I do this for the people, it's like, good for you, little bitch, but, so I think that hurts him, and, like, when he was doing this shit with Kofi, he's it like,
1: should have been me,
2: and,
0: and like, it's just... I feel like he's gotten strapped with bad stuff, but I also I will say that he's a better worker than about ninety percent of my list at least. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of good workers on my list, but he he is a pretty good in the ring considering ring work. Uh, overrated, sure he could he can be, but I, I don't totally disagree if you're if we're thinking. What have you done for me lately? Right. Because he hasn't done anything for us lately in the past five years. That Bobby Roode team has been a bust. The Dirty Dogs has not meant anything and did nothing for tag team wrestling, and I like them both a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I don't disagree. He wouldn't be on my list, but I see where you're coming from, and I know I I, I'm your brother. I know how much you hate Dolph Ziggler, but
2: yeah.
0: I'm hoping he got Swagger's spot, but I guess we'll see. Uh, no, I'll tell you right now, Jack Spiker's not on my list. Fuck yeah. All right. Eric, you want to go
1: next or do you want to go last? I'll go next. All right, what do you got? Um, JBL. And uh, I want to be clear, I liked him in APA with um, Baruch. Everybody loved him. I had a single competitor. thought he was meh. I mean, I know he had a great heel run, unsnacked down, longest training. Not that a champion of all time, blah blah blah. But as a wrestler, I just, I, I, I just found him, meh. But there's some as parts the wrestler, I get like, I that's he What? Yeah, he he
2: was mad as a wrestler because he wasn't necessarily supposed to be like this great like technical wrestler and all that. Who
1: is this, JBL? JBL. I
2: agree with with Eric. And and I do, too. I can agree why he would be on his least favorite wrestler's list, because JBL was never necessarily supposed to be anybody's favorite wrestler.
0: No, yeah, yeah. But he's such a good fucking heel. See, this is, and this is why this is fun, because we're all going to disagree on a bunch of different stuff. I like Dolph Ziggler. I like JBL. JBL's a great bad guy, man. I mean, you, everybody has a right to their opinion, and I, and I understand I understand JBL but better as a
2: commentator.
0: Yeah, sure. But since we're here to talk, it's like he had when Eddie put him over and made him look good, and his little title reign was not bad. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I the, the tag team with Farouk, I liked I the APA stuff. To me, JBL's always been kind of cool. Oh, I like, like
1: JBL. That's why people don't like That's him. That's why I like about JBL. Yeah. I,
2: people don't like him because I think – you know, when you talk about a piece of shit, maybe he
0: he might actually fit the criteria a little more than Ziggler, to be honest with right. you, if you're going on what people
2: have said about him. But I don't know the guy. To be honest with you, I would actually want to hang out with JBL. Me too. Because, I'd love to have a beer with him. Because I, I just feel like, and plus, you know, you're also a wrestling historian. Yeah. He probably has a, about as much bad things to say about people as I probably do. And he could give us some good money advice.
1: Yeah. He's a big uh, money
2: guy. Yeah. He probably uh, is a cool okay. guy
1: outside wrestling. But it's it like but
2: the heel character and I could see why people might not like him. Yeah, he seems loud and abrasive. But, but he's he, a Texan. Yeah. Uh
0: He's a Texan that moved to New York. Yeah, that's the ultimate and loud New
1: York job. more, Yeah.
0: Alright, my turn. <laughs> Number ten and some people might disagree with my number ten. I have to me one of the guys that I think went way too far on not enough talent. And I love him. Well, I don't love him, but I do I respect what he was able to do. But I got Heath Slater. I think Heath Slater was Yeah. He made, he did not fit in with the Nexus. He did not look bad and tough he brought down Justin Gabriel in that tag team, who was a legitimate high-flying superstar that could have done some big things. The fact that Heath Slater has had more of a career in WWE than Justin Gabriel is a fucking travesty. And, and the fact that yep. he's been able to carve out like different stuff, but like the, or he wasn't on the B team, was he? But the three man band shit. And I get the, the shit with Rhino was okay, but even that played its course. It just always felt like he, it just felt like he wasn't complete. It felt like he wasn't like a real wrestler. It felt like he was a fan in there. Yeah, he was the one time.
2: of those social outcasts too.
0: Yeah, and that did not work. The, like he was just—I don't know. I, I always thought that they gave him way too much to work with for a guy that really like it was—it's the opposite of Ziggler for me. I feel like he did not like Ziggler might not have had enough, and he he got way too much for what he was actually able to do. So
2: the thing about Heath Slater is this. When he came in, he was part of the of the NXT group, right? Yeah. And yep. you know he was on a roll for a while, and they were really pushing him because they were also really trying to push Christian. Then they realized that Christian is just better as a mid card guy, so they're like, all right, fuck, you know, we're not gonna push Christian anymore. And this Heath, like, not really a lot of charisma. Uh, you know, he's got a little bit of charisma, but he just sounds like an air, you know, like a Cocky redneck from West Virginia Yeah his promos are bad Promos are bad Ring work is mediocre at best And then he gets brought into the Nexus And he's the resident Like he, he was always the, Him and Skip Sheffield The uh, future Ryback All they did was Take cheek shots at everybody Like they were always the first one to glom somebody from behind Yeah And, and he never fit though
0: like, Wade Barrett looked tough. Even what we said about Michael Tarver. At least he looked tough. Like, some of these guys look kind of badass, and then you have fucking Heath Slater sitting in there. Yeah. When the most iconic right. thing that you've ever done or has been said about you is when John Cena compared you to Wendy from, the, from Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> that you know that it's fucking... You don't have much, like he, didn't, he never had the look at all. He didn't have the personality. He did not have the ring work. To me, he's, he's overrated for somebody that's, like, actually, like, a multiple-time tag team champion, actually done some things. I, I feel like
2: those spots could have been given to other guys. They could have. And the thing is is that, like, a lot of the stuff was actually stuff that, because he wanted to stay relevant. Yeah. Because, like, when you have, because he's another one of those guys, you know, we talk about how, like, announcers, you know, you know how Michael Cole buried, uh, you know, buried Dane O'Brien for so long. Yeah. And buried uh, you know, he buries top dollar now on TV. Uh basically it, it you know, they're guys that announcers legit don't believe in. When you have uh fucking on an episode of SmackDown, Michael Cole says to Josh Matthews, Who is not gonna win the two thousand eleven Money in the Bank Ma Money in the Bank ladder match this Sunday for the whatever world heavyweight title contract? And Josh Matthews says, he's Slater because he sucks.
1: Okay?
2: <laughs> Josh Matthews, who was the Z-Squad announcer, and they didn't even have a D through, through uh, Y-Squad. Yeah. But he was that fucking awful.
0: I always liked Josh Matthews.
2: He fucking sucks. Uh, so, and it, it, he sucked because he actually thought he was good. And that's like the worst, you know, that's, you know, the worst kind of of sucking. Well, the worst kind of sucking is if, uh, is a vampire giving you a blowjob. But, uh. Did you watch that first season of Tough Enough, right? With, uh, with him on it? Did you not like him on that show? No.
0: Okay.
2: No, my favorite and that first season of Tough Enough. He was was
0: like the wrestling nerd of the show.
2: That, like, really cared about it was the little guy, the underdog? Yeah, he he cared about it, but I don't think his ring work was that good. Okay. All right? The best ring worker on that entire season was that guy Greg, I think his name was. Yeah. But he had to leave due to an injury. Yeah. Uh. But he should have won the entire thing.
0: But enough on Matthew Slater. Yeah.
2: But it's just like with... But when you have, again, announcers basically saying that you suck. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the way it is.
0: And so he... Especially baby face announcers. Like color, not even color, like play by play guys are saying you suck.
2: And again, like, you know, and I still think Josh Matthews had no business telling somebody that they suck when he did himself. But that just shows how bad you actually... You actually are. And the thing with Rhino was funny for, like, the first couple of weeks.
0: It was. Then it got old. And I thought that when they brought him back to do that match with Drew on Raw, I thought that was actually pretty well done. And, like, not a bad story with three-man band shit. Yeah. And, like, Heath being like, you left me in the dust, bro. Like, that shit was okay. But everything else it just felt corny and stupid, and there's no need for it. Three-man band. The fact that all, like... The two of the three men Ben are, are world champions, you know? Yeah. The so one isn't and there's a reason why. So for a while he was the most successful guy in that group, but he's the genetti of that group now. And gratefully so. In my eyes. Yeah. It's just my opinion. Alright, who's your number nine? Hulk okay. Hogan. Uh Yeah, we've shit talked him on this show a lot.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically never good in a ring. Uh Basic, he thought he was the Donald Trump of wrestling, you know, because with his politics.
0: Well, let's be honest, he was. Yeah, because he got his way with everything.
2: Well, he got his way with everything because. Uh, and he made all the money. He yeah. is the Trump of fucking. Yeah, right. because <laughs> he made so much money because he had like the care, the character, the charisma, and all that. And Vince McMahon saw the money in him, so he's like, "All right, I'm going to put a lot of money behind this guy." He fucked over Vern Gagne. Uh, which, again, a lot of this critique has more to do with the piece of shit human being he was than really, even though, yes, he is a horrible wrestler. But he admits he's a horrible wrestler. He even said on Theo Vaughn's podcast, he goes, look, I, I got into the business. He goes, I got over because of my character. My ring work sucks. Hulk Hogan said that? Yeah. And he's been, he's done it for years. He was never, like, the greatest in-ring worker. But he got that character over. And he got that character over because people put money behind him. Right. Yeah, but he did, I mean, come on.
0: Hulk Hogan, for the longest time, if you didn't know wrestling, you still knew Hulk. Like, we have to give him his due a little bit. I gotta play devil's advocate a little bit. That is Hulk fucking Hogan. And the fact that, like... He's the one on Theo's podcast. What other wrestlers are showing up? I know Jesse Ventura did a year ago. Don't fucking... You don't have to throw that out there. But, like, there's a reason, like, Hulk Hogan's still, like, a podcast guest. Because he's an icon.
2: And I understand that. He is an icon. But, again, this is Lee's favorite. Yes. I hated the son of a bitch. I still don't like him. The fact that... That's right. The fact that people like Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, you know, Owen Hart are all gone and pieces of fucking shit like him... and McMahon are still here is fucking atrocious Jesus Uh, like don't get out about it I'm just saying he's an icon we're supposed to have a conversation I know know he is an icon as far as like what he did for the business and he did a lot for the business Yes. the problem is he also did a lot of damage to the business because he did not know how to be a team player He was very selfish. uh, When they said, Hulk, we need you to do the favor for somebody, he would pull his dick out and say, Bischoff, if you make me put somebody over tonight, you don't get to suck this. And, you know, Bischoff likes sucking himself a big cock. So, you know, he's just like, all right, never mind. You don't have to do the job. So, he's on... And I'm sure he would be on a lot of people's list because, he, again, he's not a good wrestler. He's not well Yes, was. He, was, he was good. He's he a good entertainer. Well, he was a great character. Yeah. But, again, a lot of my uh, criteria has to do with how good of a human being you are. That is something that, you know, that's not his specialty, being a good human being. He slapped his daughter's ass uh, yeah. With uh, fucking suntan oil for Christ's sake. Hey
1: what's your number now? Um a great colleague. <laughs> I just thought I mean he didn't have any fight like, skills, yeah, no wrestling skills, said. nothing. Yeah. And it's nothing against a guy, he's probably a great human being or nice guy, but as a wrestler I just, no. He just didn't do anything for me. He was just a marketing tool for, 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 um, for people, Indian. I mean, India. We could find. We could find. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, kidding on that because that's a great marketing tool. So. He was
2: just a big guy. I'm not going to shit on
1: this.
2: Yeah, and he was not, you know, he didn't really, He he's another one. He did not have talent. Yeah, he just had the look. Yeah, he had the look. He's seven foot
0: three. Uh, His problem was, though, like, at least Big Show can look medicine. Right. When you can't wrestle to the point to where you're looking silly out there, and that's what he was. He would look silly out there. He didn't know what to do with his hands. He's fucking, like... He just, he was walking funny and shit. He didn't look, he looked scary walking up to the ring, but then the bell rang, and it's like, ugh.
2: Yeah, he he looked more comedic than anything.
0: Yeah. And then when they started doing the Pajambi, like, love machine and shit, that shit worked. But, uh, no, I agree. It's a great pick. Thank you. Yeah. All right. My number nine. I got one of the biggest busts in WWE history, Nathan Jones.
2: That's a good pick because, like, if you look at what the WWE was trying to build for him in 2003. He was going to tag with Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, and then they saw him work out. I don't even know if it was a workout. It might have even been a match at a house show. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy is horrible.
0: And he's crazy. He went to prison. Yeah. Shit like that, too. But he... He yeah, he's nuts and uh, he, he's not very good. He was just so green. I, it didn't seem like he was ever gonna get it and then he fizzled out. I never even heard of him. Yeah, he's one of those big guys like and I like put him in the same category and same thing with uh uh what's his fucking name? They gave him the lisp at first. Swagger? No. No. He was oh, he was with <laughs> oh, yeah, Stutter, it was a stutter. Matt Morgan. Was just like big guys that really weren't shit the two thousand three, two thousand four era. Nathan Jones, to me, is the leader of that category, so What's your number eight, Doug? My number
2: eight is actually the franchise Shane Douglas.
1: I and was just thinking of that too. Uh I didn't put him I, on my list. I looks, was but... never
2: I was never a fan of him and he's he's one of those guys. Like, there's a reason why he was never the face of a big of one of the big leagues.
0: No.
2: Now he was the face of ECW, and he fit perfect there.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's to me, it's one of those things where those like. Okay, 400 people told you you were great. So what? Yeah. Like, no one gives a fuck nationally. No one gives a fuck around the world. Like, that core ECW audience was into him. And I'm not trying to turn down ECW because that was a big movement. But let's be honest. Like, you take him to WCW, that's when WCW sinks. <laughs> you fucking have him in WWE. He's Dean Douglas, and Shawn Michaels is fucking him right. over. He really,
2: he, he he was just kind of shit. Yeah. And it here, here's the funny thing about him, is that, like, And I'm not saying anything bad about him as a person, because a lot of his takes, like a lot of the people he's bitter towards, like there might be, you know, I I don't know if there's necessarily a lot of validity towards it, but you can kind of understand his frustration. But the problem is is that he had the wrong people backing him. And he was, you know, there was a lot of the more influential people were the ones that are just like, "Uh, dude, you're not that good. So it, it, he has a lot of bitterness towards people. And, you know, you can kind of understand that, but it's just like their their opinions were justified. Mm-hmm. And again, I've got nothing against him as a person, even though at a convention I did tell him that he sucked. Uh, but that's because he does. And, like, and trust me, like, we've, uh, We've done an episode on him before. It was the worst fucking episode we ever recorded. of, uh, And I actually thought about quitting the show after we recorded this episode, but that was also three years ago. Uh, but he just, to me, he was just one of those guys, again, you know, he had decent athletic ability and as a heel in ECW, you know, he could cut the promo. The problem is he could not put everything together all at once and make it work. Yeah. And it's Dean Douglas. I'm pretty sure he did not understand half the words he said.
0: Probably. All right, Eric, who's your number, seven or
2: eight? Uh, Eight, I believe. Uh, your number eight. Eric? Okay.
1: It's Eric. It's eight. My number eight is... The guy that we've talked about a lot on the show, he's best friends of not best friends, but Kevin Ash. Um, I've shit on this guy a lot on the show. I won't shit on him too much. I'll I, I go too much into detail. But He's another guy that was, I think was just in front of money. I don't think he gave a shit towards the end. Most of his WCW career, we all know his booking were shit. And yeah. Okay. I don't if you guys wanna see any more, of them, but.
2: but and here's the thing: you got to remember too, Eric. He got into the business because somebody clued him in as to how much wrestlers were making at the time. So he got in just for the money. He didn't get in like he went to a show one time. Somebody said, you know, these guys make like you know uh, six figures a year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, I want to try this. I'm big. I you know, I got a pretty decent body. You know, can I you know, I I can be a wrestler. He didn't know any of the moves. Yeah. He's you know, he he didn't love the business. He likes money. A lot of people like money. Yep. Now yes, and he made some bad moves, like there was a lot of people in especially in w c w that uh like they had a lot more talent than him, yeah, but because they were you know five ten five eleven six one, and he was close to seven foot, you know he could look down on them and be like, "I'm seven foot tall, I'm a better draw, yeah, but it was you know, even though you're a better worker than I am, and, you know, but I never want to work with you because you'll make me look like shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. and I think that's another one of those things. And don't get me wrong. I, I personally like Kevin Nash's stories a lot. Now, I think a lot of the times, and especially lately, and I really don't blame it on on him personally. I do think that he's gone through a lot in the last year with uh, with the loss of both his best friend, Scott Hall, and of course his son, Tristan. Yes. So yeah, he's not necessarily in a good headspace.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. But I, I think a lot of the stuff he said over like the last year, you just kind of listen to that and be like, do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? Yeah. Now four or five years ago, he knew what he was talking about. Cause so, he, yeah. Cause he had really good stories. You can have a good story and not know
0: what you're talking about though. Uh, Here's the thing with this. Everything you said about Hulk Hogan, yeah. you can also apply it to him. Correct. So, yep. I, I, I know you like him, and I know he's the cool part of the NWO, and, and you, you actually kind of ride with him a little more. But if you're going to call Hulk Hogan a piece of shit, you're a hypocrite if you don't call Kevin Nash a piece No, of shit. he is. And uh, he is... I like Nash, too. There's times where I thought he was really good, actually. But I'll have to agree with Eric and say
2: that, to me, he's one of the most visibly lazy performers I've ever seen. Right, and you make a – you guys made a tremendous point about that. I'm also just – all I'm basically saying, and I'm not necessarily taking up for the guy because he has said some things about people and he has done some things that are absolutely despicable, you know, like Hogan did. Yeah, and I do think Kevin Nash, as far as like inside the wrestling business, and especially in those WCW days, was a piece of shit. Yeah, and there was a lot of things like the Big Show did not have to be dropped on his head. Yeah, okay. I'm sure it was an accident, or well, I, I well I'm sure Nash is going to tell people it was an accident, but and you know Big Show also being 450 pounds. Or, or four, actually, not even 450. He was close to 500 at that time. You know, you're not going to be able Didn't necessarily help things. But then again, if he's too heavy for you to pick up, don't pick him up.
1: Yep.
2: Kevin Nash has done some things that, ha, that could have been unavoidable. But, yep. you know... And that is pretty... That's what makes him a piece of shit. You mean
1: could have been avoided.
2: Or it could have been avoided. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, Or that, that were avoidable. Right.
1: Uh, All right.
2: So, but he didn't avoid them because, you know, he's not... He, he doesn't give a shit. He did—he gave a shit about two people in the wrestling business. Himself and Scott Hall.
1: Right. Uh, yep.
0: And Hunter to a lesser degree.
2: Yeah. Cause, and, Hunter, and Hunter and Sean to a lesser degree, yeah. Yeah. Because he could make them look
0: good. and He's had good matches, too, but he is one of those guys that when he is lazy, and he you you know when he doesn't give a shit. You yeah. can look at a Kevin Nash match and be like, oh, he cares here or oh, he doesn't. And it's kind of hard with other professionals to know when they have an off night. But That's you know true. when Kevin Nash is having one. And he has them a lot. Right.
2: Cause, and you guys were yeah, absolutely Punk's correct. You. And I'm not arguing the point. You guys are absolutely correct when you call him lazy. Yeah. He's lazy.
1: Yeah. And punk to you comes
2: to mind. Yeah, well, I think his body was
0: breaking down and he couldn't hang. I think it was more than... I, I, yeah. I don't think I it
2: was, hey, I'm not going to put the guy over. I think it was, I'm 50, you know, what, yeah. 52, 53, whatever the fuck. He was getting too old and he couldn't hang anymore. That's what it was. He goes, this guy is probably the future yeah. of the business if you push him.
0: Because anything with Hunter, he would have done that yeah. had Hunter... Like, the Hell in a Cell match is still one of my favorites. Yeah, that's true. The that's stuff true. he's done in WWE with Hunter... Has been pretty good because he cared, except for that ladder match in 2011. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's when his body was breaking down. But before that, he he, he yeah. seemed to give a shit whenever he's with Triple H. Right. So. All yeah. right. <gasps> Let me pull up my number eight. I'm gonna piss some people off, Bret Hart. <laughs> I got the hit man.
2: Well you well, just made
0: the top of Boxman's Christmas card list. I know. And listen <laughs> I was, I was, I was about to say
1: Boxman's gonna love you.
0: He is one of the best in ring workers. I understand that and I and I respect it and I know good wrestling and I can watch it and say, Okay, he's good. Also, let's be honest, he can be really fucking boring. He can be really boring in the ring and his promo a babyface Bret Hart promo, uh chainsaw my balls off instead.
2: That sounds like a funner time. And I I'll still even I'll still even uh, bring up even some of the stuff when he was part of the Heart Foundation in 97 I still thought some of that was just mediocre okay
0: I, and I'll, I'll yeah whatever Yeah, I'll agree I, I don't mind it as much and, I, and I'm like okay as a heel he's not terrible but he was just bitching that's all he was yeah. doing and that's what he's good at in real life so that's why it works because he's a bitcher but he's He's a whiner. He's a complainer. I don't like people that... He took that, himself too serious. Yeah, and I don't like that. You got to have a little fun. Yeah. You got to respect the business and all he ever... Like, he thinks he respects the business, but he's just an ego-driven you know, maniac. Yeah. Uh, he got fucked over. Yep. He did. And I will not take that away from him. He got screwed over, and it should have been dealt with differently, and it should have been dealt with more professionally. And that, to me, I, don't, I still don't put a lot of the blame of that on him. But everything else after that, he reacted to it Not in a good way, and he did not grow as a human person until
2: way later. When you go just from an outside perspective, when you go to the papers and you basically expose the business because you're pissed, yeah, uh, and basically say we did not agree to the finish, or I did not agree to this finish, and all that, and it's just like you know, Brett, you're you're trying to take the business down just because you know the company...
0: Yeah, Wendy Richter didn't do that. Yeah, Wendy Richter... went fucked her over.
2: Yeah, Vince fucked her over, and Wendy Richter, she took a couple of years off, and then she went back to the AWA. I mean, yeah, but she didn't draw AWA into the screen. <laughs> yeah, no. She just was just like, okay, I guess I'm done. Uh I just...
0: And the fact that you can say what you want about Bischoff, and he was not booked great, but he did not fucking try in WCW. He could, he had some matches with Flair to where they could have been fucking classics. He had some matches with, with some – they put him up in some all-right storylines after the, – they did introduce him poorly. But after that, they did give him stuff to work with, and he never really rolled with it. Yeah. He was always he was mediocre exactly. at best. He was a shell of who he used to be. He went
2: into WCW, I think, wanting to work with Hogan right away. But Bischoff and Hogan, and even kind of Hart himself, because Hart, I think, was getting to the point where he's just like, "Is wrestling really worth it?" Yeah, and you because when tell. you fall out of love with rest, when you fall out of love with what you're doing, uh it makes it very hard for you to want to continue. Yeah. You know, usually when we hit the half hour mark of our shows every week, that's when you start to fall out of love with the show. Uh, That's because you're still going. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, I usually go for about 30, 45 minutes, but the thing is, is that like, but that's the point is that when you start to question why you do what you do, like it's it can tell like your body language just shows it and his body language in WCW.
0: By the way, I don't actually feel that fan. I love this show. Doug's just a cock. I <laughs>
2: keep going. I know. anybody that anybody that listens to this show knows that I'm a cock. so yeah. we're good. Who's talking bullshit, but keep going. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna pay for this later. Uh, but the thing with Brett is like, especially when he was doing like all the NWO stuff and all that, like you started to kind of see like that Bret Hart was just becoming this bitter human being. And like the whole thing where, you know, he was going around spreading lies about people. And, you know, when he did the whole thing with Sting, where it's like, Oh, I'm Sting's friend and all that. It's like, you can't take anything that this asshole says seriously anymore. And yeah, I know it was storyline, but uh, he just, you know, that's what happens when you start to, you know, not really like what you're doing anymore. You just, you don't even try. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened. That's what happened to Brett.
0: It is. He didn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, but to me he was always just overrated. Yeah. Alright, go ahead. My number seven?
2: Yep. Okay. Test. So I never and I'm and I'm not gonna say too many bad things about him because he's not here to defend himself. But I never really Got him. I, I, you know, he was given some big pushes and all that. To me, he just always seemed kind of arrogant. Like, you know, I should be getting pushed and all that. Uh, I don't necessarily. Uh, I don't. I, you can't. It's kind of hard for me to become a fa- to be a fan of a guy that, uh, you know, takes a five star frog slice from Rob Van Dam. And right after he takes the five-star, he just rolls out of the ring and then walks around the ring. Yeah. I mean, Tessa's selling was horrible. Yeah. he get hit with a move and get right back up. So, like, and what bothered me about, what definitely bothers me about him, too, is, like, it was on a Raw in 2003. Him and Scott Steiner are facing RVD and Kane. He yeah. gets hit with the chokeslam, the five-star, rolls out of the ring, walks to the back. Right. Then, you know, wow. a few months later or a couple months later, he's not he's on a big heel run and all that. Right. The next week on Raw, LOD makes a big return in Philadelphia against Kane and RVD. Hawk takes the five star frog. Switch. He gets back up after hitting hitting the five star. So he doesn't sell it either. Vince McMahon says you didn't sell a five star frog splash. We're not going to hire. We're not going to hire you, an animal. Okay, he's one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Tess is mediocre at best. Tess didn't sell the five star either. You're going to give him a heel run. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. That shit with Stacy was weird too. It, 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 was, it was weird, and you can just kind of tell. I. It, you can almost, like, he was trying to, like, get himself, like, in it, into it. But also, too, like, I, I think he got put in situations that he did not know how to handle. Uh, So he, he did not know what to do. And I don't think a lot of that is his fault.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, he, I think they thought he was going to be a lot more than he was. So. Yeah, Because him and Stephanie were supposed to... That wasn't supposed to end with Triple H.
2: No, it was supposed to... Like, him and Stephanie were actually... Well, not legit married, but the wedding was supposed to go through, right?
0: Yeah. And then they kind of... Because they're like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this. And then Triple H is like, oh, I'll get myself over. Yeah. So Tess kind of got screwed there, but... It's not like he would have done
1: anything big with it.
0: All right, Eric, who's your number seven?
1: Uh, we already talked about him because he was on Doug's list, uh, Hulk Hogan. So all there's right. nothing much to say because we already talked about it. We talking
2: about sense him sense all the time, time on the
1: show, so, yeah. No. All right.
2: Leave the death threats to me. <laughs> to the professional. Yeah.
0: All right, my number seven.
2: Eric Watts. You talk about somebody that got a bad rap. Well, and I mean by bad rap, I mean having the father he had, oh, having the father he had as a father. Uh, and I'm not saying that Bill Watts is a bad father or whatever, but like when you have like that big that big shadow of being Bill Watts' son. Yeah. And you really don't have the talent. Eric Watts wanted to play football. Yeah. He was a quarterback, University University of Louisville, uh, and he wanted he wanted to legit play football. He was a, he was a football player, but I think like an injury or something or whatever, and the fact that Watts was just wanted to, you know, have a son in the business because his son Joel who was in the business is just like, I fucking hate this business <laughs> and said, screw it. Uh, and left. Bill's like, I need a kid in here. Or like, I need one. Of, I need one of my sons. So it brought Eric in and the mistake was pushing Eric too hard, too fast. And I, I feel like if it would have been kind of like a slow burn. And maybe if they didn't bring him in under the name Eric Watts, if they would have given him a different name.
0: Yeah, like Techno Team 2000. The guy fucking sucks, Doug. You're being too nice. Pretend he's Hulk Hogan for a few minutes. Ah, he's fucking terrible. He never did anything. Whenever they brought him in, they tried to do stuff with him multiple times. He went to TNA and had a shitty match. He fucking sucks. Yep. He they thought he'd be like his dad And he wasn't He blew Well yeah That's that's what I'm saying Is that like Yeah but he You couldn't have done Nothing different He sucked He was a bad wrestler What, what can you do with him Slow What, what are you going to Slow burn to Him sucking He never got better He came back Fucking 10 15 years later And still sucked He never had a good match He's a bad wrestler Is he not No
2: you, No you are right
0: I'm just like I feel like we're being a little too nice now. Like it's I and I'm not trying to be a dick, but like what did he ever do?
2: Well, I don't want to get up more, the I don't want to get in any more trouble.
0: No, you only want to talk about about certain guys. But it's the truth when it comes to Eric Watts. He's
2: trash. Yeah, and that's the thing and I'm sure And Eric, I love Bill Watts' booking and everything. Yeah, but and I'm sure Eric Watts is a nice guy and all that. But he could not help and I, I did. I feel sorry for him because of the fact that I feel like that this is a business he never wanted to be
0: And he should have stayed. He right. was
2: put in a no-win situation.
0: Yeah. And that's what he did. He didn't win.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. What's your number six?
2: Oh. This ought to be good.
0: We're ending at five, and we're doing part two with Kenneth. All, right. uh, all right. number six. The dumb fox. The young bucks. Yeah, definitely po- polarizing. Uh,
2: polarizing, overrated, pieces of shit, Uh, it, it, punchable faces. The sunk AEW. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that they re-signed means nothing good for the company either. And the funny thing is is that like of the two I hate Matt the most because he's got that more like not just a punchable face. It's one of those I swear to god if I have a screwdriver, I'm putting it all the way through your fucking head. He's he they're both just like they think they're hot shit, but they're just shit. Yeah. Uh I never got yeah. it. <laughs>
0: and I don't know if I ever will. What makes the Young Bucks so popular
2: I don't know I don't know why Dave Meltzer jerks off Every time he's watching one of their matches
0: Like the flips and stuff can be fun But other people can do that better
2: Yeah like It's just It's one of those They're one of those teams To where it's just like They're the team that people talk about When they say You know the downfall of tag team wrestling
0: Yeah and whenever anybody talks shit about the independents, they're the first names that come up. Yeah, them and Cabana.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I like Cole Cabana though. I mean, he's okay. Well, I mean, he almost I,
0: made my list. Huh? He almost made my yeah. list, and I like well, him too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like him as like as a person. Yeah. These two assholes have no redeeming qualities about them whatsoever. You just like them because he fucked over CM Punk. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, but, Cole
2: Punk no. on your
1: list. Huh? It's Punk on your list.
0: We'll get to it. Yes. Yeah. Probably no. not tonight, but we'll
2: get to it. Yeah. But the Bucks are just... Like, they are, like, again, if you look at what is wrong with the wrestling business, you're going to see a clear picture of that.
1: I used to be a huge fan of Young Bucks, but that's died down quite a bit over the last few years. And I don't mean that one there. I I was a Young Bucks, Mark. Yeah. Right. I open yeah. my eyes, and particular because it's Doug, but uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that. All right, my number, number six, Nia Jax, the first woman on this overall list. Who? Yeah, um, Nia Jax. Nia Jax.
0: Oh, Nia Jax. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. What is her to say? She's not good in the ring. She, she hurt people. Okay, on the mic. She hurt people. She, she doesn't, yeah. There's so much negative to say about her. I mean, the only reason she would got a little bit of a run with a of her a of a family name, she's in the family. She's cousin with The Rock. Do we'll have that right? She's cousins with the Ross, so family ties with Samoans, and so, yeah. She's just not in the ring. She's okay on the mic. She had a decent run with the Alexa Bliss story. That that was pretty decent. But other than that, she sucks. That's a wrestler. I'm not going to say she sucks as a human, but she sucks as a wrestler. I would agree.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing because of the how much damage she did to people she wasn't properly trained. They saw her as oh, she's Rock's cousin. Yeah. So okay, she's got to be good. But what people forget is that Rock wasn't necessarily the best wrestler either. He was nope. he got over because of his promos. Yeah. Her promos suck. So, just because... You had Chewbacca coming out of your ass? Yeah. Trying to get you off your phone. Ah. But, um, with, with her, she was just, like, she wasn't, again, she wasn't properly trained. That was the issue if she would have been properly trained and thrust into a situation you know, when you know, she was ready instead of when uh Dickhead points out, oh yeah, she's my cousin.
1: <laughs>
2: then, you know, she probably would have been a little better. Yeah. But because it was you know, she was there, they found out she's Rock's cousin, you know, they do anything they can to kiss Rock's ass because they're trying to get stuff out of him, even though Hollywood says you got to go fuck yourselves because we need him. But now that there's a strike, you know, they could get whatever they want out of him. Uh, it's just, it, it didn't work. And, and again, she might not be a bad person. But it's just, when you're not safe to work in the ring, after the after hurting about two or three people, that's when you have to realize and go up to somebody and be like, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. Maybe I need to take some time to train. Don't fucking hurt ten people and then, you know, and then realize, oh yeah, maybe I suck. Yeah. She knew she was unsafe but did nothing about it. Yeah.
0: yeah, she's the Ahmed Johnson of the modern day.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Exactly. My number six. I have the man that plays with his pee pee too much. Don't worry, you're not on my list, Doug. Oh. Joey Ryan. He that guy's just a. Oh my god. He's, he's a walking dick joke and not a funny one. Thought about uh, him. And
2: and when
0: when people ask you is comedic wrestling good you show them this and you say no well
2: and also too i mean right now he's (coughs) he's not even wrestling right now because he got caught up in that me too movement because he's also a fucking pervert Mm -hmm. who would have thought he's a pervert the guy that came out with dicks yeah
0: as druids yeah he's a pervert he's a scumbag I never thought he was that talented either. I remember when fucking Kenny was singing his praises back in the day. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Joey Ryan's a fucking idiot. Yeah,
2: he got over because of his you know, he got over because of his three-inch penis. And there's nothing like He sucks. Yeah, there's no redeeming qualities about him is what I'm trying to say. I'd agree. All right, number five. Let's close out the list.
0: Who's your number five?
2: All right, my number five, I guess it's appropriate that we're talking that this is going to close out the list. CM Punk
1: Ass Bitch. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, he was one of my favorites back in the day. Uh, When he did his pipe bomb and stuff, and after that, Summer of Punk, all that was awesome. And Straight Edge Society was awesome. Everything AEW on has been
2: dog shit. I, uh, to me, and he's I, a whiner just like Bret Hart Yeah exactly He's a whiner just like Bret Hart I mean I, I I know a lot of people try to justify A lot of the stuff he did And a lot of his bitterness You can't justify really somebody being bitter It's okay You know maybe You did not have a good go of it You know here Maybe it's not just The company Yeah. Maybe you do suck Maybe you're the problem Bob Okay And CM Punk is another one of those guys, he thinks he's better than what he actually is. Now, I agree with you. I agree. The whole Summer of Punk thing and the pipe bomb, it was fantastic and, you know, got a lot of eyes on him. A lot of eyes which the company did not want him to have. But, you know, he got a little, he got a little too cocky, got a little too big for his britches. I can understand the whole, like, you know, he was injured in 2014. He felt like he needed time off, but the company had a big run for him. I mean, I can understand, like, the injuries and all that and your thought process, but it's just like, dude, back in the day, like, they, like, back in the day, you worked her. And you shut the fuck up, because that's the only way you got paid. But then they started doing all these co- guaranteed contracts and all that, and so you get paid no matter what. Punk was just, yep, you know, Punk would take a year off. Punk would take a year off if he cut his ball shape. Yeah. All right, he's he's a fucking pussy. Uh. He's like a guy that Eric and I used to work with at Target who, you know, one time he had a stomach bug that another girl had a few days later and got over it after 24 hours. This asshole is going to take 10 days off. Uh, Yep. Punk is just... He's a baby. He's a whiner. He's growing a vagina. Uh, Like... His wife is more man than he is. Yes,
1: she is. I was about to say that. Yeah.
2: And he just, he's skunk Now, again, I wasted my, you know, he, we'd be better off if he was dead on Hulk Hogan, so I'm not going to say it again <laughs> until part two. But he just... He's one of those people that feels like the wrestling business needs him more than he needs the wrestling business.
0: Yeah, but then you leave, get your ass kicked twice in the UFC and do a shitty horror movie. And then yeah, you kind of get back to reality. You come crawling back, yeah. you're old, and all you do is bitch. Yeah. The wrestling
2: business needs mm-hmm. him as much as a hooker needs chlamydia. Yeah. By the way, they don't <laughs> need that because that will actually down their value. Uh, He's overrated. Yeah. Who's your number five, Eric?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you remember these, This guy, he was in NXT. I thought he was annoying. I thought his gimmick was annoying. Uh, no way, Jose. He wasn't. He was just
0: another. Uh, who was the dude with the bunny? Adam Rose. He was like another Adam Rose. He was
2: because Adam Rose was yeah. over in NXT. Yeah. So, but then they decided, okay, he's over here. He was there for like a month or, or for a couple of months, and they're like, all right, he he's been over the last couple of months. Let's move him to the main roster. Worst thing to do. Yeah. So now they're like, all right, we need another Adam Rose. So they bring in this No Way Jose who does this stupid ass fucking conga line. Why they moved him up to the main roster when the Adam Rose thing You know the party bus and all that with Adam Rose wasn't gonna work. So how the fuck do you think a fucking conga line is gonna work?
1: Exactly. It was two attempts and a gimmick that just they went horribly
2: wrong because nobody cared. Nobody wanted to do the fucking conga. Nobody in America wants to do the conga because they're all fucking five hundred pounds. They can't. Con- if they tried, to, if most of Americans tried to do the conga, all right? You know how many floors and houses would have fucking holes in them? A lot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh. So he just and and by the way, his, also and this might also be a big thing too. His ring work sucked. Yeah, it was bad.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, he was.
2: He was. He, he took there's one reason too. he
0: fizzled out, never did nothing. Yeah, I can't believe they brought him up too. And that was
2: the surprising thing. I remember I got home one night. Sharon actually had raw on. I don't know why she would have been sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, this guy, No Way Jose, came man I said, "What?" Yeah, he's from NXT. Yeah. Why the fuck did they bring him up? Like. <laughs> He didn't belong up
1: there.
2: He didn't belong on the main roster.
1: He he was better off with a different gimmick if if they really liked him. Even then, I don't know. I don't even
2: know if a different gimmick would have helped him because his ring work still was not that good.
1: Yeah. And he wasn't good in mic either. From what I remember. No, he wasn't.
0: All right. I'm going to end this out here with Nails.
1: Oh, God.
0: A good idea to have a convict against the big boss man, but they got, like, kind of a legitimate psychopath that couldn't
1: really work. Ooh. His name I'm trying, Nails?
2: I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Nails. If if he had any work in between when he came in in the, in 92 and when he left the AWA in uh, in 88 yeah i don't know cuz he was in the AWA as Mr. Magnificent Kevin Kelly you know 6768 or actually you yeah, know about 6566 six. uh great body managed by Medusa ring work was okay so
0: uh, only threw a few punches and kicks as nails, he didn't really do much. Well,
2: yeah, as nails, he wasn't... They basically just said, go out there and be nuts.
0: Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah.
2: But it wasn't good. I didn't like it. No, the man SummerSlam 92 oh, is God. just kind of... Shouldn't have been there. No. Because, like, if you're going to get the guy... Like, I understand, like, you're going to get the guy over. Virgil's going to put the guy over. That's fine. But Virgil's ring war wasn't that great either. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, if you're going to have somebody go out there and make you look good, put Santana out there with him. Yeah. But the storyline was, is that Virgil was a friend of the boss man. Right. It just didn't, you know, Nails just didn't... I, I think he got too into the character. And the character just was, oh, you're going to go out there you're going to choke a guy unconscious, and then you're going to beat the shit out of him with a nightstick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Yeah. All right. That's our list, part one. We'll be back with part two with Clintus next week. Yeah. And I'll have Nicky Bella on that part.
2: You just wanted to end it here so you can have him on next week so you could say Nicky Bella in front of him.
0: Sure. Uh... Eric, it was a great time. Uh, make sure to check out
1: Absolutely.
2: next week.
0: Check out Unscripted uh, Unlimited. We got the Saturday morning cartoons coming up soon, right?
2: Uh, August 19th. It's been recorded and it'll be released August 19th.
0: Okay. And tomorrow Unscripted Unlimited is the Big Brother draft. Make sure to check that out. We're very excited for that. Casting all the new cast members. Oh, yeah. We'll be drafting them for our team. And I, we, I Doug, want to say I like this guy. Doug, oh. Eric, and Bobby. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, check out the Stabcast this week for uh, Don't. Or, it's just called Talk to Me. It's the new horror flick. Me and Mindy went and saw it in theaters. We're gonna give our thoughts. Check out everything we have coming right. up on the everything on scripted Network, and make sure to join us here next week. Got any final words, Doug? Yeah.
2: Uh, just um. Make sure you check out all our stuff. Eric and I will be. Uh, we're going to be doing a thing, too, in the different cartoon groups on Facebook where we're going to be posting our uh, Saturday morning lineups. We got other people that are joining us in on that. I believe you're actually going to, if we could get you to sit down long enough and do a lineup, I believe you're doing one, aren't you? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it.
0: All right. See everybody next week. It was a pleasure. Hey guys. Later. Love you all.
2: Love you too.